1: Live up group the real estate agency is here for you. They want to help you. They want to help you get into a brand new home. They want to help you win. Uh, not win. It'll feel like a win. But get into the home of your dreams. That's what they do every single day for their clients. It comes like family. And if you ever move again. They're here for you, right? I mean, it becomes a lifelong relationship and one that you will absolutely cherish and one you're going to make money from because that's what they do. They help you get some equity, make some money for your home, no matter what uh, the situation may feel like in that moment. So if you want to be the next in line, reach out. So live, love, memphis.com.
2: Many are saying, many are saying that the Memphis housing market is going to be on fire here in a few weeks you want to take advantage of the opportunity and make the most you possibly can for your home, you're going to call Jennifer Carsonson 901-625-5200. Again, 625-5200. As John has said, they're the best at what you do. They're going to get you more money for your home than you probably think possible. And they'll help you on the buying side as well as they did for me five years ago. So what are you waiting on? Uh, make your first call, your best call, 901 625 Fifty-two hundred to live love Memphis, live love Nash, and live love Desoto teams at the real estate agency.
1: All right, just a quick update on the J and J against the spread challenge, the J and J ATS challenge. Great week out of the gates for our man Jason Smith, who I believe finishes with a five and one record ATS. Wow. Uh, great start for Liberal Sports Angle, no question about that.
2: Um, I like that. Liberal sports, yeah. yeah. Liberal, liberal angle, angle sports. Liberal angle sports. That's right. That's right. I, I knew you would make fun of me before you gave me any real credit. Um, no, I gave many, you the credit
1: first. I gave you the credit first. Many the, only blemish, saying, the only blemish, by the way, would be the Cowboys.
2: That's right. And the Cowboys let me down where they were 8-0 at home this year. Uh, many are saying that Adam Chernoff of right angle sports I'm very impressed by what I accomplished this past week, going five and one against the spread, but wants to see sustained success. That's right. He before wants he to see to me the team. But before, before I'm, I'm invited to the team. You already knew where I was going. He wants to see if I can pull it off again this week. So thank you, John. It felt like it was forever before you got to this point in the show. I was wondering if you were going to give me the credit. I deserve, You're three and three. So I've got a three and three for me yep, going into the and divisional three. round. All right. So you got difficult, some work to do. Difficult yeah. result
1: for sure in the Rams game as the Lions win, but do not cover the three. So uh, mm. that was de- that was definitely a tough swing. And then just Preach really, the really wrong on the Texans. Uh, wrong on the Texans. Wrong oh on my the Texans. Gosh. And, then,
2: and you remember uh, me trying to convince you about Blacko and the picks, and you didn't listen yes. and – Bed. But you had already put that bet in, I think, at the time, actually.
1: Yes. And then the, as far as Steelers go, I had Steelers plus 10. I mean, look, they had a chance to backdoor it. You know, that was pretty close. Chance. Either yep. way, right? I don't feel like that yeah. one was um, necessarily wrong. The uh, Bills controlled the game, but they still left the back door open with some of the decisions that they made. So, um, anyway, new week. We are moving on to the Divisionals. And, see, that's the thing about uh sports betting you know anybody can have one good week or one
2: bad oh. week oh wow it's, it's yep. what do you're you know right you're right
1: and the weeks That's that right. follow i
2: know. feel a great pressure i feel and much like you do i'm sure after great weeks right to keep it going right absolutely Maybe, right okay okay so right. I, hopefully i don't i don't psych myself out uh and i just stick to my gut like i did last week and that that'll usually get me home
1: and it only gets harder from here my friend It only gets harder from here. All right, let's get it going. Let's get the previews going. We'll use, for the purposes of this segment, we'll just use the lines that I've got in front of me from Superbook. Let's start with first game of the weekend. Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud going on the road. Take on the rested one seed Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens at home, minus nine. Uh, You are the leader of the clubhouse. Kick us off.
2: I'm going to go as much as I have loved what C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans have done with his ball club and, you know, sort of documented week by week that uh, C.J. been a multiple-time respect murder uh, winner. As much as I would love to continue to stay on that Houston train, I love what, you know, what CJ's done. He's gone. He's had one of the best rookie years of any, of any quarterback in NFL history. Like, just saying those words sounds crazy. You're talking about the guy that was drafted number two. Right, he's turned this Texans franchise around, um, and last week they're winning in the playoffs uh, again against a, a veteran Cleveland team with a veteran quarterback. I know he's off the couch, but still, Flacco had been in those moments. All of that said, uh, last time these teams meet, which I believe was Week One, John, and I realize that's you know CJ Stroud's just getting going, plane's just taking off. Baltimore handled them, and Baltimore's. Baltimore, unlike some of the other elite teams in the league, haven't you know? There's been games where they don't they don't play with you at all. Remember that curb stomping of Detroit, and so for all of those reasons, um, Baltimore, you mentioned is rested. I just think uh, nine scares me a little bit. Again, we're talking a double digit win here. Actually, I I think it's going to be. I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to show CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans there's another level to this. Uh, CJ, maybe we get a pick or two out of him. And uh, Baltimore cruises to victory here. I'm gonna roll with. Uh, I'm gonna lay the points, John. You said it's nine. I'm gonna roll with yeah. Baltimore. I'm gonna roll with Baltimore. I'm gonna lay the points.
1: Look, here's the deal. I've got to close the gap here somewhere. Um, well, and, that's and what I, think, I
2: figured. Yeah, to catch yeah. me if it would if it would change anything about how you would normally approach this.
1: Oh, well, it's got to. I mean, and I mm-hmm. and I think you know <clears throat> what I would say in this in-, in this instance is a lot of what you said is absolutely right. But I am a big believer in the hot hand and that is undeniably what the houston texans have right now they are as healthy as they've been uh in a long long time um and you saw just how damn dominant they can be when they are healthy um cj stroud became the first rookie quarterback ever in the history of the league to beat the nfl's number one defense in the playoffs it's never happened before it happened last weekend for a rookie. But uh Texans became the first team since the nineteen eighty one Giants to uh advance to the divisional round. Two hundred and one or higher odds to win the Super Bowl in the preseason. They're the first team to do that and advance in the divisional round since nineteen eighty one. Um I just have to roll with CJ getting over a touchdown here. Um I, I think that's I don't think this kid is phased by really anything. Um, and I they're think they're while while Baltimore's defense is obviously elite, uh, they are one in three uh, as seven-point favorites or more. And that week one game against the against the Texans was a, a lifetime ago. So um, I think this Texans team is certainly capable enough of, of keeping it close within a touchdown. Um, and so I will take the nine that I am getting and hope to gain a little bit of frigging ground on you here.
2: So... Um, I can. not Of course, you're a flip-flop. You are flip flop you did not want the hot hand last week when it's going against uh, Joe Flacco off the couch, but now you say you, you want yeah, the hot uh, hand. Yes, DJ right. Stroud. What I, I sense is a man feeling the pressure and maybe doing some things he wouldn't normally do here. Let me tell you something about that Cleveland defense. It was fraudulent on the road. We it had was. grounded, but if you look at the splits, they were not. They were, They were. They were awful at times on the road. And I could make an argument. Again, you're down to your what third, fourth quarterback you played. That Houston had no business winning in that situation. And things set up where yes, statistically on paper, Cleveland looks like a tough defense. But th- they had them on the ropes. So I could make a case that the Texans shouldn't even be here. Uh, to your point, in terms of rookie coach, rookie quarterback, I cannot believe you're. Fu- I sense pressure. You're making the wrong play here. I'm just trying to warn you. And maybe we'll give you some time till the end of the week to rethink this one. Again, I think you're looking at the two-game lead for me, and you're thinking, i got to play catch up here. There might be other opportunities. Good luck. Good luck, Thanks. C.J. Well, I,
1: you right. know, you may think I'm feeling pressure, but that is one thing C.J.
2: Stresher,
1: uh, CJ, CJ Stroud is not. He He's um, unflammable.
2: Uh, you're right so, that we are uh, together on that. You're giving
1: me too many. You're giving me too many at nine. All okay. right, let's, uh, let's move on here. Three more to get to. San Francisco 49ers hosting... The Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love San Francisco minus nine and a half, Jason.
2: Um, it's time to show young Jordan Love what a Super Bowl not just you know, contender, but what a Super Bowl champion defense looks like, right? That all of this and we were just talking about, it, you know, they you need seven teams in the in the playoffs. Well, I mean Green Bay, in terms of what it's doing. And we've, we've seen six seeds make a, make a charge to the Super Bowl. All that's been impressive. And the fact that this Green Bay team is the youngest team in the playoffs, that's, that's even more impressive. And Jordan Love, to your point about hot hands, ain't been no hotter hand than what Jordan Love is, is bringing into this game. All that said, again, different level. Uh, I think the 49ers absolutely roll here. This one, this is the, this is the biggest blowout of the weekend, 49ers. Cruz, lay the point.
1: Yeah, I, really I agree. Actually, and you know, I love my my man Jordan Love. I'm surprised.
2: Um, I thought I thought with the big number, you might stick with your man. Well, so this, this is close. see,
1: this is the game where <clears throat> this is the game where the defense and how bad it is, I think, comes yes. out to play. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, they are the sixth worst defense in total DVOA are the Packers, and they have had to have this Green Bay offense, which has just been unbelievable and lights out. They've had to have that. The Packers offense averaging twenty eight points a game over their last nine. Um, they've had to have that to win these games. And this is just a this is a massive step up in terms of defensive ability, um, going from Dallas who I told you Micah Parsons is in terms of the way he's talked about and how much he's discussed, the most overrated player in football. Bill Bill,
2: Bill will find a way to use them correctly thank you he will
1: he will i mean he'll you know he'll need that but he uh, you're right bilichick will find a way but you know this 49ers defense can come at you in so many different ways i mean you've got warner there in the middle of defense you've got bosa i mean you know you just you just have playmakers up and down the field on this team and look i i love jordan love and i think he is a a his future is incredibly bright man but I just think this is a little bit too much to ask going on the road to Dallas, to San Francisco. You know, there's a little hot hand element here for sure, same way as Houston. But I just don't think I trust uh, their, the the Green Bay defense nearly as much as I trust as, the, uh, as as nearly as much as I trust the Houston defense in this spot. So I'm going to have to lay the nine and a half as much as it pains me. I know a little bit of money's come in on Green Bay, and I get it, but. Uh, I think I have to take the Forty ers inside a touchdown here. So we are we are in agreement. I'm not just going to disagree with everything you say, uh, <clears throat> you know, in in this segment for the sake of disagreement. Uh, all right, two more to get to. Uh, the Detroit Lions hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Six and a half is the is the number for the Lions here, Jason.
2: The Detroit Lions. I mean, I, I want to go th- that the Lions are. Obviously, the better team here, and with uh, all due to respect to what the Buccaneers accomplished last night and knocking off that Philly team, that's, that's a broken Philly team, uh, as opposed to one that was still, you know, a, a, a solid pick to to make a deep run in these playoffs. So, all, all that said, my issue uh, is with Jared Goff, and what happens when you can get pressure on him, and the two the two different Jared Goffs you get when you when you are able to put pressure on him you'll get a guy that's backpedaling and a guy um you know even in that Rams game toward the end as opposed to early on in that game they were starting to get to him and you saw him start to miss some throws and he makes the key one to pick up the first down when they've got to grind out that time but I just don't trust Jared Goff and what I what I what I know is that the Buccaneers just like we saw last night you know they're going to blitz they're going to get after the quarterback and they're going to leave those corners and man, in one on one situations because they're high paid and because that's the way they roll. And so, my, my whole case is if the Bucs can create pressure on golf, right, you're going to have to stop the run. I mean, that's one thing Detroit has shown it can do. David Montgomery and Gibbs, like that, they're committed to running the ball. But you do that and you get pressure on golf, and this should absolutely be a close game. And so, for, I mean, for, I'm, I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I think I'm talking myself into it, John. I want to take I'm not I'm not picking bucks to win, but I want to take the six and a half in Tampa Bay just because I think they can rattle Jared Goff. That's what I'm basing my whole argument on.
3: Yeah,
1: um, I I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm going to go Lions. Um, I just cannot trust. Uh, Todd Bowles on the road here, um, and it's right at the. Baker Mayfield is play. playing
2: great, John. He is, like he, he is.
1: He's, he, he is. He's playing lights out. But this, I do think this Lions defense is better than what they showed against Stafford. I think Stafford is probably the more uh, one of. The, I mean, he, the, the football that he was playing, you know, going into that game was <clears throat> as good as it gets in the NFL. And that's true. Um, I don't think the Bucks receivers present the same problems as good as they may be as uh puka and cup uh really most notably puka i mean puka is just impossible to take down i mean you know mike evans and chris godwin are a little bit different plus we saw this matchup in week six in tampa and detroit won the game 20 to 6 and everybody was healthy for that one and jameer gibbs had not yet really even um i don't even think he got a snap in that one so i think the lions at home I think there's a coaching advantage. I think there's an overall offensive advantage. Um, the Bucks, if they can stop the Lions from really running the ball, um, you know, that's going to give them a chance. But I think I'd have to take the Lions inside a touchdown here at home. Just at the crib, you know, great story. Bucks to, to have won a game here. I mean, with Baker Mayfield at quarterback, that, I don't think anybody saw that coming before the season started. Their win total, Jason, was six uh, preseason. So yes, the idea that they're, you know – Winning the game of the playoffs is incredibly impressive, but I'm going to take the the Lions at home uh, let, let under me, a let, touchdown.
2: Let me ask you something before you before we move on, real quick. If that was outside of a touchdown, if it was seven, seven and a half, would you feel different? Because you yeah, keep I talking would say, about I would, say it seven and a half, it would be
1: a Buccaneers play for sure.
2: Uh huh. So it's the number, particularly that you're seeing. Of course, yeah. I, mean, I think with. that's exactly right. Opportunity I mean, inside the touchdown. Because yeah.
1: when you because here's the thing, when you say I like I like Tampa plus six and a half you're really saying I like Tampa plus four and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's, un- I mean, a game can't end on six it's unlikely. It's All not right. going to end on five, five's a dead number. So six and a half feels like a lot. Um, it's really not. It's really like, I think the Detroit lions will win by a touchdown. That's what I think, you know? And then you, once you get out- outside of three, you know, yeah, some games can end on four, but it's, it's just unlikely. Um, but look, these are tough games, man. I mean, I think if you're really doing a good job of, you know, handicapping, like you can make a case for any of these teams to win, right? Like it's all these teams are deserving. All these teams belong here. Um, and so it's not like any of these are particularly just slam dunk spots for me. Um, last game, last game appropriately of the week. NFL did a good a good job with this one, Jason. Uh, yeah. We'll end the week with Bills hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Bills minus two and a half. Minus one twenty, so you know I'll just I'll just say minus two and a half because the juice really isn't going to come into play in the, against the spread here.
2: The Buffalo Bills. Uh, that's, I mean, honestly, in terms of, I mean, it's the closest one. In terms of how the everybody sees it coming out, it's at two and a half, like you said. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I guess I'm just going to roll with my gut here, and what I said before the playoffs that that in the end. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes may be the, things, the thing in the AFC that we can most rely on. And that's it. that was at the time even over, you know, Baltimore and, and obviously the Bills who have been resurgent here and making their push. Uh, at that point, you know, we didn't even know if the, if the Bills were going to make it. They certainly had a a, a possibility where they weren't. So I'm going to go back to, I mean, and, and you saw, I mean, again, when, when it's go time and Kansas City had to have guys step up, who's the kid? The, the Rice kid did. Um, yeah, I I I know I don't trust the receivers, and I don't trust necessarily Rice to be great every weekend here in the playoffs. Uh, he's, he's he's still young, but all that said, what I do trust is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I asked you; you had the stat for me. He's two and O against Josh Allen in these playoffs. The one thing that's different for Mahomes is that he's going on the road, it's, which is, feels crazy. That he's this is will yeah. be the first road playoff game uh, for Patrick Mahomes. So. A little bit different situation, but this is their time of year, and so I'm not just going to go, you know, Chiefs here, you know, plus two and a half. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Chiefs. I'm gonna go money line, John, like you did last week. I like the Chiefs to win.
1: You're calling your shot. Money line. That's right. So here, here is um, here's how I feel about this game. Um. A couple of, of of actually pretty disturbing things for the Buffalo Bills happened in their game yesterday. Uh, were you watching like live? By the way, or were you just not it, interested it, at all?
2: No, no, no. After I uh, got to twenty-one nothing or whatever, I tuned out. Besides, what it, it, you, are you going toward the injuries? Is that what you're talking exactly about? Exactly right.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. So, like like most of America, they probably moved on after twenty-one to zero. But yep. after that happened, uh, the Bills lost one of their leading tackle tacklers in Bernard and they also lost one of their uh, DBs in Taron Johnson. And Mm -hmm. after that happened, um, the Steelers started to have a hell of a lot more success, mostly because five of their top seven on the the defensive front were backups. I don't expect Bernard to be back uh, next week. I think Taron Johnson will be back next week. They already did not have Rasul Douglas, the DB they acquired from the Green Bay Packers, I do expect Russell Douglas to play against the Chiefs next week uh, because they have to have him, but he hasn't practiced. He didn't practice at all last week, and it remains to be seen how much practice he'll get in this week. Um, I think these injuries are massive for the Bills, who already, of course, don't have Tredavious White, uh, who are missing um, you know, several other pieces. Um, I just don't think they are as healthy as they need to be to do this. Um, I think they would do it if they were, but Mm. I don't believe they are. And look, I know we could sit here and we could say, you know, cold and the Dolphins, like they don't, you know, but that was a destruction what they just did. And, and I just watched the bills like, you know, the Miami, if they were doing their jobs, they would have won that game. They were up 14 to seven. Um, and they gave up that 93 yard, you know, punt return and that changed the game and so i just i just don't i don't really like the bills in this spot at all um mahomes has never been an underdog um and the uh, 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 me, he's never been on the road in the playoffs so that's definitely an interesting yeah. dynamic here but i don't think it matters um i just feel like jason there are like institutional rules that you like have to have and you have to find as a better And, like, for me, one of those is, like, if you're giving me points with Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to bet them every time. Um, It's just – and it's, like, one of those things where if I lose, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. Um, I don't want to make a bet just to look smart. Like, oh, I'm going to bet the Bills against the – you know, because why on earth would the Bills be favored here? I think the Bills probably should be favored. I mean, the way they've been playing football the last six, seven weeks, they've been playing playoff football – you know, for the last six, seven weeks, yeah. they've had to win every game to get here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think, you know, at home, you know, they should be favored. But Mahomes is different, bro. Mahomes is built different. There's nobody in this world in a game like this I would trust more than Mahomes. Even with his, re- like, he's going to, bro, he's going to elevate his guys, bro. Like, whatever, whatever the best his receivers can give him, he's going yeah. to get against these Bills. Then you add into the injury situation. It's just going to be Kansas City for me, bro. So I'm with you. I'm aligned. I think Kansas City money lines to play here. So we're aligned on two. We're different on two.
2: It gives you an opportunity to catch up, you know, and That's go right. into. It will go into know. the
1: AFC title and the NFC title game tied, obviously. And that sets up some drama there at the end of the
2: season. Now, do me a fa- Just promise me one thing. If I have another, you know, kind of 5-1-ish, 4 and oh type week, Will you, you'll let Adam know, and you'll you'll let him know my availability to join the team. If I can pull this off two straight weeks, you'll you'll promise me that. You'll let Adam know about my success.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Always. Always a spot for you on the team. I think, Jason. So anyway, it, uh, should be a uh, should be a fun weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to uh, what should be a very very fun divisional round in the NFL playoffs. All right, we'll come back. Trista Crick's going to join us at 125. Talk to her about these games, Dallas Cowboys, NBA, Grizzlies, lots more to come. Stick around. Jason and John out of FM, ESPN.
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and
0: the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Chris, to Chris is the host won. of Pet NGM tonight. One of our all-time favorites here on the show. One of your favorites. We hear from the audience all the time. When Trista doesn't happen to pop on one week, we definitely hear about it. She's here now. Hello, Trista. How we doing?
4: Oh, I'm feeling good. What What a day. What a night. We had some snow. Sounds like you guys had some snow. We had four inches of snow last night. So I woke up with uh, a lot of weather in my trees. But I'm feeling great. Why? Why am I feeling great? Because the Warriors... Fully loaded with Draymond back, our Dubs cannot beat a Grizzlies team down four starters. And I have to say, I think that this is the death of the dynasty. So, like,
1: what now, though? Like, Because I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's obviously, uh, it's obviously the kind of a loss that will not be soon forgotten. But, like, how do you unravel this? How do you, you know, wh- wh- how does that process begin?
4: How do you begin to be reemerge like a phoenix out of the ash? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't really think that's possible at this point for them. I mean, I think they...
4: No, I was la- about to say, I think you guys know that you it needs to burn down before the phoenix can... Can rise. I think we need to all collectively, including them, take a hard look in the mirror and say the thing that they don't want to say, that this is the end and its current iteration cannot work the way that they are constructed. So they need to find a way to retool. I was thinking about this today, talking about it with a buddy of mine, is how do you fix the Warriors and what would those trades look like? And I want to hear what you guys have to say. If you guys were able, if you're the Warriors organization, and I know we're not in the business of, you know, finding ways to help them succeed more. I know that. But as an exercise, does does DeJounte Murray and Pascal Siakam reset the clock? If you can figure out a way using draft picks and, you know, filler for salaries and young players, depending on who you're, sending where, right? Because we know that the Hawks want to get off of DeJounte's contract because it doesn't work with Trey Young. But also we know that Siakam's on an expiring in the side. Ujiri doesn't want to lose him for nothing. So there's a fair amount of leverage, player leverage, or I guess warrior leverage to go around. Does that help them? If you move off of Wiggins, Kaminga, Moody, and you replace that with uh, DeJounte, Murray, and Pascal Siakam, how much better is this team?
2: I mean, it's closer, right, John? I mean, it's, it's a lot closer. I, I don't know if, you know, pulling that off, that trade off with the assets that you have. I'd be interested to see what, yeah, if you could do that. If they could, I mean, it's closer. It's, it, it gives you another shot. I'm just sort of, I, I guess I'm sort of in the boat. Tristan, can they, can they do that? Can they pull off that kind of transformation? That sounds like a lot like what the Lakers did last year with what they've got left mm-hmm. in the assets chest. They don't even have this year's. You know they don't even have this year's pick. Portland, you guys have got that now uh, by way of Boston or whatever else. I don't know, if they could pull it off. Yeah, get them closer, but I just that that seems awfully challenging um, with what with what they've got left in terms of the the war chest. I don't know. It, 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 ideally, that sounds that sounds pretty good. I just I, I would question whether or not they could actually pull that off.
4: Facts. I agree going to be interesting to see how it goes but congratulations because that's a big win Gigi Jackson had one hell of a game uh what a what a game I think on top of that you've gotten some you know 23 points for him but also you know Jaron didn't even play that well four for 20 got 18 but still you're getting Vince Williams Jr. I don't even know that guy I know that I'm I keep up with the league pretty religiously but I don't I don't know him. He's emerged from nowhere, and he's
2: playing pretty damn well. Pretty damn v- well. Out of VCU, and it's looking like he might be the uh, the way he plays defense. Go back and watch if you see it. There are a bunch of highlights out there. The way he was guarding Steph last night, they they you know they were hoping three and D he was a two way guy. They've converted him to a standard contract. I think that did they did that last week. Even had Woj and he's talking to the Grizzlies, obviously, but Woj has graduated him to outstanding wing defender. So defensively, he's great. It's can he continue to be yeah. good offensively? But they've signed him up to be, you know, a part of the rotation going forward. And that's that's what this season's going to end up being about. Trista is seeing, okay, how much can we develop Vince Williams, particularly on the offensive side, to to see if we can put him out there in a Dylan Brooks role regularly? Can he be a starter? Can he be? Is he a deeper part of the rotation going forward? And then a guy like Gigi, you mentioned him. That kid just turned nineteen. Trista, and he scored 43 in back-to-back games, and I realize it's garbage time. It's a lot of minutes for a young guy, and as John said, you know, not all these teams have a book on Gigi. Of course, they're going to give him open shots to start, but that kid is 6'9", 210, you know, formerly number one uh, uh, rated in his draft class. Frankly, he should be a a freshman in college right now because he reclassed uh, as that that high school junior. Um, He's you know that—that's what this season is about—is find out did you did you hit on feels like you hit on Vince? You've already converted him to a standard contract. Did you hit on a guy like you know Gigi Jackson? Last night he looked good.
4: Yeah, he's a—he's a big bodied player too. You're right. He six, nine,
2: six, You wouldn't nine,
4: yeah. think when you see him six nine. That's 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 what you need if you're the warrior or if you're the Grizzlies is to find developmental roles and to give them minutes. You know how much I love Desmond Bain that's a terrible, terrible ankle injury. I'm was i actually in PT right now. And I said, why would they say Desmond Bain with a grade three, which is a full tear? That's the definition, right? right? A grade three full tear. Why would they say six weeks? And they said, oh, that's just to like, that's just the next time we're going to hear about his status. There's, There's definitely no chance he's coming back in six weeks. It's probably close to two to three months, but at that point, why even bring him back at all? You exactly. might, might want to just kind of keep him out for the rest of the season and give those young guys minutes. Same thing with the Marcus Smart injury. This could be the best thing for you. This could be, I know this is a weak draft and we talked about this a bunch, but this kind of feels like a little bit like when Steph Curry hurt his hand and they became, you know, the number, had the number two pick in that draft and then were able to come back the next year and contend again.
1: Yeah, what's the uh, what's the <clears throat> the status like? Is it a deal where Steph's just going to have to get he's going to have to demand a trade or something like? Because I mean, obviously he's the only guy on that team that has any credibility left. So, uh, you know, if he wants to win a championship, he's going to have to go somewhere else. Is that is it going to have to come down to him going into that front office and saying, "Hey, you got to get rid of me. You got to deal me somewhere." Like, what's that
3: look like?
4: I think it's probably closer to him telling them they need to blow up the bridge and say, like, get rid of all these guys. And it sounds like, and I wondered about this because he's so loyal, what would Steph do if you said, all right, well, you can win another one or you could at least compete seriously for another one. But all those guys that you came up winning championships with, they have to go. You know, no Draymond, no Clay, no mm-hmm. Wiggins, no Looney. They all, they all must go. And I thought he wouldn't be down with it. And then they asked him, you know, how much are you lobbying for this team to stay the same? And he was like, I'm not. (laughs) Like, what? If we think that we're going to be able to get different outcomes with this team that we have right now, that's the definition of insanity. So he's a lot more ruthless than I thought. I don't think that there's a scenario that Steph would ever leave. And I don't think that the Warriors would stop I don't think the Warriors would do what the Blazers, for example, did, which is just mess around and don't do what they ask. Don't do what that star player asks because they're not worried about him leaving. Steph, though, is is an economy in himself, right? In in certain ways, he's all that it takes for the Warriors to make money, and they need right. him there because they, because they built that arena, right? Chase Center is a very expensive arena, and the only thing – that they can do to fund all of that that's right. project is the, the money that comes from Steph. And that's why they've bolstered their salary and they've found a way to continue to overpay guys to try to surround Steph and almost dilute him that this is a team that's competing to keep him happy. Because really all that matters for, I think, Joe Lacob, and I know he wants to win, all that really matters is putting butts in the seat and keeping this team competitive enough them to overcharge on concessions and tickets because they need to continue to be in a good financial spot without Steph, the warriors could go downhill as a franchise very quickly
2: yep man that's probably why he's chained he's chained you're exactly right that i was asking john is he chained to it if it's if it's destined to go to sink like the titanic is he just is he destined to to sink with it because he's so chained to it with the contract and everything else and uh, it kind of feels that way, but I figure to, to your point, Tristan, they're going to try something before they get to that. Like they're not just going to let it die around stuff before they try to make something happen. Real quick, we get, do we have, can I get a progress report on Scoot Henderson? Um, I, I have to, John yeah. just let me know he had a recent, uh, Scoot had a recent breakout game. And I got to admit, I've been, I've, I've, gone to sleep on Scoot Henderson, much like you're sleeping on Vince Williams Jr. Uh, how's his development coming along?
4: In the last ten games, he's been much better. I think John's referencing the game against 33? Phoenix where he put up, yeah, yeah thirty-three, uh, seven and nine, and he's mm. shooting the ball really well. Um, and and that's the key thing I think that we need to look at in terms of what Scoot's doing is he wasn't known as a as a three point shooter, and I told you guys this before. I think he's a better three point shooter than people gave him credit for especially if you want to go under screens. He was shooting 40% in the G League when guys weren't under screens. So that's going to be a key piece. I think you're seeing the game slow down a little bit for him, but truthfully, he needs to figure out a way to play. And I was talking to this about this with a buddy today too, is maybe start to pattern a little bit of his game after someone like Jalen Brunson, who is creating space using the sheer physicality of his body. Right. Jalen Brunson has, yeah, ranked. He has, he's, he's small, but he's thick, right? And that's what Scoot Absolutely. is. He's more cut than Jalen Brunson, and he's taller than Jalen Brunson, has a longer wingspan than Jalen Brunson, but Jalen Brunson's one hell of a of a smart player who can slow down the game, and that's what I want to see from Scoot. So he's starting to figure it out. He's obviously going to be an all-NBA defender. That's just what he is. Point-of-attack defender, off-ball defender, he's going to be incredible at that. It's just figuring out a way to make him a true point guard, and then eventually, what do you do with the guys that can't operate next to Scoot, like an Anthony Simons, who I really yeah. like, but I don't think they'll ever be able to play together.
1: Interesting. All right, before we get you out of here, uh, divisional round. Um, who are you, uh, Let's just start with the, the, the most intriguing game: Chiefs Bills. Um, you landed with the Bills.
4: I think I'm going to. I think it might just be biased. By the way, guys, uh, you I don't know. Have you announced this, John? Like, are we just going to keep this a secret? John is co-hosting with me tonight on BetMGM Tonight. <laughs> so We'll talk all about oh, Wow. It. Yeah, four hours. <laughs> four hours, me and John. Maybe you're putting this work together. today, man. Damn.
2: Maybe you can convince him to change. Yeah, save. you might better
4: hold on tight you guys better hold on tight to him in Memphis because I'm trying to steal him away. No, I'm not, but you know what I mean. I love working with John. So we'll talk about the divisional round more tonight, 7 to 11. Find us on the Odyssey app or on Twitch or on YouTube. But, yeah, I think this Bills team is, is found its stride. They it haven't looked pretty at times, and sometimes they play down to the competition, which they kind of did a little bit last night, right? Like, let the Steelers back in. No Josh Allen turnovers was huge this Chiefs team has never played in Buffalo, which I think is meaningful. And I know we're all thinking to ourselves, maybe they have more tricks up their sleeves in Kansas City. Maybe Patrick Mahomes is himself and the team all get up to this game and they can go back to the, the Super Bowl again. And I think we saw quite squarely from Philadelphia last night that just because you used to be good, and used to be good quite recently doesn't mean they're going to be good right now. I I did not see Philadelphia losing that game the way that they did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that shows me a lot about what Buffalo can can do to Kansas City.
2: What's the yeah, move we'll in Dallas? This. I was going to uh, go ahead, John. I was going to ask her about Dallas real fast and what 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 they need to do there is it just go as simple as go hire Bill Belichick, get rid of Mike McCarthy. It's
4: so bad. It's so bad, guys. I was so sad. I had to. I had to stop watching that game midway through. I couldn't do it. It was so disgusting. I knew that they wouldn't cover the seven. I was scared that they would lose that game because Green Bay's had Dallas' number. I think I even said this last Tuesday to you guys. I said I would not be shocked if we lost that game outright in Jerry's world. Yeah, I think Mike McCarthy has to go, and I don't think it's just because Mike McCarthy's bad. I think it's because of the sheer amount of high-quality, high-caliber potential guys that you could hire. I think mm-hmm. I, I think Bill Belichick is a big one, right? I think Mike Rabel is a big one as well. Not a lot of chatter about him getting job opportunities, but he'd be incredible. So I personally love Ben Johnson from Detroit. We saw what he's done with them and with Jared Goff. And if you can turn Jared Goff into what he is right now, I think he could really do some things cool. with Dak. But it, it feels like there needs to be a disciplinarian on this team because Going back to Jason Garrett, this team has always had mental mistakes down the stretches of very important games. Holding penalties, delay of games, illegal motions, ineligible receiver downfield, false starts, offside. Those key mental errors cause massive, either you converted on third down and now you haven't. Now you were you were rolling, and now it's first and 20, and then that drive stalls, and then the other team scores as a result of it. I can track all of these big games that they've lost, specifically against San Francisco the last two years, to those types of things, and you just need someone to clean all that up because clearly the personnel, when healthy, they're good enough. They need a running back. They probably need one more receiver, but this team is good enough with the personnel that they have to go deep, deep, deep in the playoffs, and, and they just can't as they as they are now. Yeah, could not agree Agreed. more. Hey, I'll talk to you later tonight. Enjoy the the rest of your day. I'll see you at 7.
1: You got it. She is Trista Crick, in the team tonight. Joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. Good stuff, as always. Hey, great time to, you know, during the downtime of this week with the school out and everything like that, great time to get over to shoot 360. 85 Market Center Drive in Uh, Get on the machine. Check that technology out for yourself. It's going to tell you, you know, hey, I, your, your son or your daughter needs to adjust their, their arc on their jump shot. How they're going to get better uh, at, at dribbling, at passing, all these interactive drills that are a blast, that are super fun to take part in. And it's right here in Memphis, in the Memphis area. Same technology that we were just talking about, Steph, that they have in the Golden State Warriors facility right here. 85 Market Center Drive in Cairoville.
2: Yep, basketball never stops. Training never stops, and you don't let the snow uh, stop it. If the backyard is where your kid trains. So, as John said, get out to 85 Market Center Drive. You'll be blown away if you haven't been in the place, uh, not just by the NASA-like technology, uh, whether it comes to your shot, your ball handling, or your passing, but also the membership options out at Shoot360. You will love those as a parent. Or if you're an uncle, uh, aunt, you want to give a nice little gift to that niece or nephew, and they love basketball, uh, one of those memberships, the perfect gift for that nephew for that niece and again um it's not just the technology they've got the development coaches they've got the weight training it's the entire game at shoot 360 it's why we call it the future basketball training in memphis the thing is the future is happening right now so go see them at shoot 360 out at 85 Market Center.
4: i'm sandra
2: I
1: want to recommend my friends at Leaders Credit Union. Right now, you can get 5% APY on that checking account. Earn up to 5% APY with a Champion Rewards checking account from Leaders Credit Union. That's 5% all with no monthly fee, with no minimum balance, and easy access to your money through their mobile app. You can earn more with Leaders Champion Rewards Check and visit leaderscu.com slash ESPN for details and disclosures. Apply today. They are one of the most stable credit unions in the country. They offer it all, full-service banking, checking and savings accounts, loans, mortgages, credit cards, state-of-the-art technology to help you move forward. It's owned by members and it operates only for their benefit. It's local. That's part about it. Leaders Credit Union. Visit them online, leaders to youcom slash ESPN. Uh, obviously, have been talking today all about what the Memphis Grizzlies did last night, more specifically what Gigi Jackson did last night. He sort of was the story, less so the team. But, look, you're being led right here by, you know, two young guys and Gigi and Vince Williams. So, you know, whatever kind of scars they can earn here along the way, uh, it could be something, Jason, you know, that pays dividends uh, along the way. As we're looking for, you know, solutions and things that the Grizzlies can do to tweak their roster, you know, maybe it's the form of these two guys. Um, You know, and if that's the case, then it's a it's a season that will, I think, perhaps we could look back on and say was worth it in the end. It's going to do it for us today. Stay safe out there on these streets. Stay warm. I think we just got the um, the MoGW conserve energy notice. So don't be running your heat down, John.
2: Turn it down. It says
3: watch the uh, big appliances and stuff like that on the text message we got, right?
2: Yeah. No washers, dryers, and turn it down to 68 if you dare. Mm. Yeah.
3: Uh,
1: So there you have it. Um, Okay. Thanks to Tristan Crick. Thanks to Jessica Benson for joining us on the show. Juno and Jeffrey are up next. Don't miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're going.
0: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.